0: Hello everybody hey. Welcome to another episode of Broadway Breakdown I am the one, I think the only, Matt Koplick and i am uh the easily easily
1: replaced by any homosexual Matt can grab on the street and get to do this podcast john <laughs> don't and,
0: and I don't think i haven't
1: thought about any, any hell's Ki- i mean it's honestly just like a russian roulette wheel of like hell's kitchen gays just spin oh there she is but yeah, she is a bfa and a seasonal affective disorder <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, John uh, took it a little personally when I dragged him through the mud in last week's episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just funny that, like, you wait until I'm not there to be funny, and... <gasps> <gasps> ah! Wig snatched. He's in a rolling. <laughs> Matt's in a rollie chair right now, and I thought he was gonna, um... Just run into the wall. I was. I'm giving you
0: full Barbra Streisand, and I can get it for you wholesale realness. And if you get that joke, congratulations. If you
1: get that joke, you're not me.
0: No, you're not, John. It's fine. Whatever. But that's our dynamic. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. I'm welcome. Welcome back, back. John. I'm so happy to have you. I look forward to more episodes without you. I know everyone (laughs) does. No, Morgan. Morgan is
1: such a great. Replacement me, he definitely is my Emily Skinner to the Linda Eder when I'm sick mm-hmm. um, and Jekyll and Hyde, just the offstage voice singing and covering my someone like yous and uh, honestly, better, better actress, better singer. I mean, true, he. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm Linda Etter, You know, I, I'm, 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 am I'm a staple. There are worse things to be than Linda Eder. Let me tell you, it's true. I love her. Um, but Hi. no, you, you guys, it was such a fun episode. Thank you for.
0: Um... <laughs> Thank you, (laughs) thank you for for that. You're welcome. It was all for you. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think we are. Yeah, there 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 will be more my obsessions coming up because John is yet again booked and blessed.
1: Yeah, I mean, like when it rains, it pours, and so I'm gonna take. Oh, yeah. So I want this edited in, and also keep my voice in. I want me me to explain to everyone how how I direct you in editing. (laughs) I I fucking hate you. I I, I want, um, I want, like, really sad violins to start playing. (laughs) Right now. Yeah, no, they're gonna play right now. Right now. They're happening. Um, and then I want, um, yeah, I I want kind of things to just, like, maybe, like, a Shonda Rhymes kind of, like, back into the scene, kind of, like, Like sound effect, like we're dropped in, so yeah. Like when it rains, it pours. You know, I'm like starting rehearsals for an off Broadway show, which I'm excited about, mm-hmm. but like it's been like a crazy couple of weeks here. <laughs> and like, yeah. one of the reasons why I've been away is because um, Matt and I are getting a divorce. <laughs> no,
0: um, Matt. Are you okay? You know, I'm saving and recording. I don't want the great crash of oh, twenty eight of twenty nineteen again. Clever girl. So I keep going back and forth. Clever girl. Uh, but I did laugh earlier at that divorce joke. But I don't think my mic recorded it because oh, I was gosh. saving. Well, Sorry. Now everyone just thinks I'm not funny. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean,
1: are we really gonna open up that wound? Okay. <laughs> but so, so basically, um. You know, I've been going through some health stuff. And then right before my 31st birthday, as if that isn't torture enough, turning mm. 31, am I right? Um, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer. Wah, wah. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boop. Bloop. <laughs> All the shoops. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like, it's, you know, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm on the road recovery. I had to have surgery. Yeah. Um, I just, I am really proud to be the face of testicular cancer. I am, um, I'm proud that I now get to get my own, like, I'm getting my own live strong bracelets printed, but Uh-oh. instead of live strong, it's, um, <laughs> I don't know, like, live I, I was gonna say, like, what what's, what's my catchphrase? Yours is like,
0: um, <laughs> li- uh, <laughs> live long and torturously. That's your, yeah. Catchphrase.
1: Or, or, or like, honestly, like, um, Make mistakes. like <laughs> that. Live Just strong make, minus make mistakes. Yeah. Um,
0: I also like to say, so this is me and John's dynamic. I was at All My Sons because, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it on the pod before, I was making a point to see every single Tony nominee, so I went to go see All My Sons, and I texted John the day before about bringing Morgan on to do an episode. I was like, you know, he's your friend. I'd really love to have you on there as well. And then the next day during intermission, John texted me a GIF. Is it did we say GIF or JIF? It's,
1: it's it's Jif. GIF. Yeah.
0: Sends me a gif of Lisa Kudrow as Valerie Cherish saying well, I got it with the pretext <laughs> of it saying me telling everyone I love that I have testicular cancer, and, <laughs> and I wrote back, "You bastard." And then to make him feel a little better, I said, "If it makes I said if it makes you feel any better, I'm currently at all my sons right now, and your news is less depressing."
1: I mean, it is. It
0: truly that's is. That's who we are. So, like, John not only took my request about Morgan and turned it about himself. Yes. He then took my day of theater and turned it about himself.
1: And that well, that also that's on the other side of my bracelet. Make about john yeah um yeah instead of like wwjd it's like how can i live... turn this about john i don't all know the live I... john day exactly but so i yeah i mean here's the thing i've been doing this my way i've been i, I threw myself a 31 uh going away birthday ball yes, where we did. went and threw axes because i wanted to throw sharp objects at shit um <laughs> I it was I, mean, I don't think I've ever been more stressed out at a birthday. It was amazing seeing Matt throw axes. Let me just tell you. I was not good at throwing axes. You had some really good moments.
0: I did. Well, so we it turns out that the wood that we were throwing it at was too new for it to stick.
1: Yeah. Well, our our team was given a was given a, a bit of like a, a like a, you know, not a not a resurrection. Um what what's the right word? We we, we were given a uh we we were told that basically midway through, we were like, oh, you guys have been playing an unfair game, yeah, so good job that, for what yeah. you've done.
0: Because nobody in our team was able to make this axe stick, and finally I like halfway through the game, the dude who was running it was like, mm, let me check this wood for a second. Yeah. Uh, so we figured it out, and then John got some hits. I got a few good ones. I was mostly only stressed out when you were holding the axe, though.
1: Yeah, no, it really, it was, that was really fun. Yeah, I've been telling people that I've had it by sending them Valerie Cherish. Gifs. I've been the throwing throw birthday balls. Um, you know, it's it's all
0: it, it's. You don't have any more balls really left to throw.
1: I don't. Although Stephanie Maloney, a good friend of mine, did give me a stuffed testicle, and I like a really cute, adorable stuffed animal testicle, and mm. it's it's my new favorite thing. Yeah. Um, and gives, I know. mean, like, let me tell you, like, let me just be completely transparent. Like, the amount of attention I've been getting is why. I do what I do anyways. Mm-hmm. So like if you have the chance to go out there and get cancer, do not let opportunity pass
0: you. You put the dope in dopamine hit. Yeah. You're an
1: arrow color. You're the top. You're a Honestly, all my joking asshole things aside, um, Go go to doctors, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do that myself. Go to doctors. You only get one chance to live. Live your life to the fullest, and um, go see a strange loop at Playwrights Horizons. I'm going to quickly segue into our first topic. I saw it yesterday. Um, the composer and lyricist and book writer Michael R. Jackson writes, or you know, he had to put the R because of obvious reasons. Obvious reasons, but yeah. Michael Jackson. Um, has proved himself to be a force to be reckoned with. I laughed, I screamed mm. I truly was found myself screaming at multiple moments. Um, I was sitting between a 90 year old frail woman who like couldn't even find the energy to sit up like a, you know just like a normal typical audience, a white woman mm. um, and then like this big like muscular, crazy zaddy bear next to me and I will say all three of us had a laugh riot it is for it is it is about do you know anything about it? Um, no, I think I feel like I do, but I'm not going to say it out loud because I could be totally wrong. You kind of do, but you really don't because so it, it's it's about this theory about um, I can't not remember the exact theory, but it's about one's own consciousness mm-hmm. and about how we just kind of like our own perception of ourselves are just these never ending loops of just kind of like uh, like screenshots or lies or representations of ourselves, like our own identity is just this never ending loop mm-hmm. and uh, and the. The creator of it calls it you know a very strange loop, and so that 's where the title comes mm-hmm. from um, but the show in and of itself is a really strange loop it 's a musical about a character about a character whose name is usher mm-hmm. so like the singer usher yeah. he's always being compared, but he's working at as a um as a as an usher at The Lion King on Broadway, which is what michael Jackson did, yeah, and it 's about him writing a musical, the strange loop about. And the musical is about him writing the musical *Strange Loop*, which is about him okay. writing it. So it's 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 this whole thing that's inside itself. But like, it's so th- the cast is amazing. It's it's this, the actor who plays Usher, uh, Larry Owens, who is phenomenal, mm-hmm. and then his six thoughts. And so it's like, oh, my daily self-loathing, my um, my my faggotry. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's all about being queer, black, overweight. Uh, in this day and age, battling with the sense that he wants to be a a white girl, you know a white pop star because mm-hmm. that you know we we look and we idolize these Taylor Swifts who what is Taylor Swift really bringing to the table? Sure, but we still idolize them and um and it it it's so brilliant it's so scream out loud funny i I laughed, I cried the audi- I have not seen an audience just like leap to their feet like mm. that. I mean, like, it, it's amazing. I highly recommend it.
0: I very much would like to see it. Uh, I became aware of Michael R. Jackson through Natalie Walker, who mm-hmm. was on the show and uh, championed him. Because she talked about teeth, right? Yeah, His, yes. he wrote, co-wrote teeth. And then I actually have known Larry Owens for over a decade now. Um, we haven't like hung out in many, many, many years, but even when we were teenagers, I was like, who are you? You are such a phenomenal talent and like an interesting yeah. personality. So I would very much like to see it. Uh, I think he's very special and I think Michael R. Jackson's Jackson is very special. So I'd like to see it.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, uh, it's I, I I I wanted to treat myself because I have been kind. Of, I've been bedridden. I've oh god. Mm. I've caught up on so much TV. Yeah. Um, I only have one episode left of Fosse
0: Verdon. I love it. How how did you end the series? Did you like it? Um, no, I didn't. I've loved it. <laughs> I mean, people have loved it. I and I'm not gonna like begrudge people for loving it. I my issue for it was more the fact that I thought it was. I just got like a very icky vibe from the mentality of it which was that it sort of felt like Nicole Fossey wanted them to give her mother her due, which obviously like she deserves it, but then also like take down her father. And that just sort of felt like a weirdly personal thing to me that I didn't enjoy. Um, I found it very, I found it very biased and one sided is basically what I'm trying to say. And I have no issue with like exposing some of the darker underbelly stuff. But I, again, I, as I said, I found it very one sided in that respect and that just made me kind of go don't, don't shortchange me. Like I can take more complex shit than this right now.
1: Oh, see, I find it quite complex because I've I've found especially in this... Uh, I'm in well, the second to last. You, I'm in, <laughs> true. I'm in the second to last episode, and I mean she she's kind of switched herself to be the villain and kind of you know. I mean Michelle, yeah. uh, Michelle Williams, Michelle she's Williams, great. Michelle Williams. I, I think I think
0: the acting on the show is really fantastic, and I do th- I I can't stress this enough. I do think that actually all of Gwen Verdon's writing is great. Yes. It's literally everyone else's writing that I think suffers. And i found that to be, that's where I found the bias to be. I,
1: I will, I will agree with some of that too. Yeah. Um, and I will also say that whoever, whatever happened with um, Nicole Fossey's grow up wig. Yeah. Trajectory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? what, what g- I mean uh. I mean I'm, I'm watching this during Pride month. Think yeah. about my pride. Yeah, like, it's, it's how dare you fuck up a wig during Pride. It's an attack on the gay people. Yeah. Not since Pence. Not oh Not my god. since Pence has there been has there been just god god awful. Um also I will say uh, sorry. I've just watched so many things this week. You need to watch Fleabag. I was about to say I
0: did. I absolutely watched Fleabag. I binged watched it. Me too. So, also, I... I watched I watched all of it in like 2 days. And then I took two. It's only 12 episodes. It's only 12 episodes, yeah. (sighs) And they're each like 25 minutes, so you can watch it in literally less than half of a day. And you should. You absolutely should. It's what got me into Killing Eve, because I. And
1: we're. Oh, where. Have you finished it yet? I finished
0: the first season, and I'm halfway through season two. Wait,
1: Killing Eve already has two seasons? Yeah.
0: (gasps) Well, so here's the deal Phoebe Waller Bridge, who created Killing Eve. Is my new god. Same. Created Killing Eve. She created and starred in Fleabag. Right. um, And she's now actually doing script doctoring for the new James Bond movie, because Daniel Craig, like, person. God, Daniel Craig personally asked for her to come onto the movie to give it humor and give it some more feminist perspective, which I was like, great, like that's that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of awareness we need yes. for people in power because we've been sitting watching this, watching Killing
1: Eve, which is also amazing. We're halfway through, just being like, there is no way that a man wrote. Female characters as complex in these novellas. This has Mm -hmm. to all be
0: Phoebe waller Like, how far into it are you? Did you finish season one or? No. Okay. We're
1: we're we just got to the episode. I I don't want to spoil anything, but um, it. it, it, We're we're in the part of the series where their lives start where they where they start start meeting. Yeah. Okay. And 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 you're just you're just
0: like, okay, so. The entire first season is fantastic. Yeah. You can tell when Phoebe Waller-Bridge wrote an episode. Mm-hmm. There is a very specific, you know, attitude about it. She stops writing for it though for the second season. She just becomes an executive producer and it's still very good, mm-hmm. but something is lost. And yeah. it's, it's like it's still very watchable, it's still very entertaining, it's still very complex, but something is different. Um oh, what I love about it amazing. and it's and it's and she talks about it um on uh, I think it's the It was a BBC podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been been also listening to a bunch of podcasts lately because I'm just, like, trying to get... In my older years, I'm trying to listen to people who I respect who are different from me's perspectives on life and things like that. Yeah, I'm sure what the people listen to this for, right? I mean, I'm hoping. I personally just record this because I have literally nothing else to offer the world. (laughs) And I record as often as I can to distract myself from how sad that is. Moving on to... Killing Eve. Man, I have cancer. You can't be. You don't have cancer anymore. I it, do. No, I know you do. But it's, it's. I want the, I want to. My joke. whole life is cancer. Sorry, John. You are a cancer. Uh we can make these jokes. You can't. I'm just imagining every audience. Well, our
1: like three listeners just listening this being like, oh, well, and just hitting like stop and being like,
0: I'm done. With. Well, we'll see. But um, she said on the podcast, Phoebe Waller Bridge. She said that, uh, like she her way into everything is comedy. Yes. She's like, I'm not a dramatic writer. Like, I can't write a good dramatic scene truly to save Lies. my life. Well, no. and to be fair, every scene she writes, there is always humor to it. Correct. But because she is so intelligent and insightful, there is pathos to that humor. So we yes. laugh because we get it, but we then cry because we get it. Which yes. is the brilliance of her. She's like, she's like, I couldn't write a traditional Grey's Anatomy episode. Like, I can't just, Ugh, she's like, I we can't just do... we don't want her to. No, she's like, I can't do that kind of ho-hum stuff all the live long day. And that is sort of what makes Killing Eve so special is that she finds the humorous insight into situations like this.
1: To the most fucked up shit. It's amazing. It's
0: great. It's so good. The first season of Killing Eve is fantastic. No, we're good. Um, The second season of Fleabag, I had, so I rewatched it again like two days later and I had to stop myself because... I got too paralyzed. As someone who's trying to write more, I could not write after I watched Fleabag. I'd just sit there and go, I can't touch that. And so I had to put it away. And I'm forcing myself not to watch it again, which is really hard because it's like fucking crack. I ha- I'm i forcing myself to finish at least one of my three projects right now. And then when I finish it, my reward is that I will rewatch Fleabag. Yeah, the second
1: season was one of those things where I watched and I just, I thought, um... <laughs> oh... I'm absolute shit mm-hmm. you, you, Just storytelling And comedy And concepts And the brilliance And just the things Interweaved in that season You just uh, stop, yeah. stop
0: listening to this What are you doing Listening to this Go watch Fleabag just, just go watch Fleabag I'm pretty sure Morgan and I Talked about it for a hot second Last time If we did i probably cut it I cut a lot I was on, on Vicodin Yes you were on Vicodin But uh, either way I'm just saying like Sorry to repeat myself If I am Just fucking watch Fleabag Oh, you look fantastic. Oh, well, you both look gorgeous. Oh, wow. thank you. Is that fur? Yes, but it's okay because it had a stroke. Oh, oh <laughs> lovely. <laughs> so we got a new iTunes review. Oh, boy. Five stars. Um, I screenshotted it, but I don't think my phone will let me see the entire headline. So I, it says, my new favorite musical theater, dot, dot, dot. I'm going to assume it says my new favorite musical theater podcast porn yeah and not and not you know my new favorite musical theater torture um i don't know (laughs) torture porn torture porn yeah um torture porn so q lighting the piazza overture Uh, no i'm gonna actually play you you asswipe q lighting the piazza overture my new favorite musical theater dot 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 musical theater is full of iconic pairs be it annie and sandy Tony and Maria Bakers and Their Wives or Madame Morables and Speaking the Beginning of The Wizard and I.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who are these
0: BMI writers? I am obsessed. We can now add to this pantheon Matt Koblick who first came into my life through his web series Baking It on Broadway. Shout out. And John Wascavage whose body of work I was already familiar with and by body of work I mean his Twitter. his body ody -ody. (laughs) His body of Twitter. Twitter. You are, yeah, you are the twit of Twitter. I am. There seems to be a third host, but she only comes on every once in a while to completely disagree with whatever they have just said, and also call them (laughs) Billy? This podcast is a must-listen for anyone who enjoys getting the latest on the Great White Way, hard-hitting investigative journalism of foot (laughs) fetishists. (laughs) Throwback, a good double entendre. Mediocre double montages, let's be honest. And just two Mediocre. people who are genuinely fun to listen to. A new episode is always the highlight of my week, if there's a new episode that week. Be it a jukebox, that musical, my obsession, or just plain old cussing and discussing. This show will charm the husk right off of your corn. Fill each little bird full of springs. That's a Disneyland reference. Um, uh, make June bust out, ding-dong-ding ding your, tro- uh, ding 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 your trolley, and even do a little Bernadette Peter vibrato shimmy. Listen, folks, I really take it to heart when I ask for gay reviews, five star gay reviews. That was a full-on five-star gay review. Yeah, pe- people
1: are people are people are showing up more than we do for this goddamn
0: podcast to write these reviews. And all I that have to great. say, all I have to say to it is
1: So now it's time for the Tony. Tony's. Tony's.
0: Tony's, Tony, 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 Tony. Tony, get over here. What does Tony stand for? Antonia Perry Award. When Deodoro
1: I... Antonia Perry Award. When I um did West Side Story in high school and played Doc, uh, one time the the Maria. When you up. when you made out with the Tony, right? Yeah, my first gay kiss. Yeah, at the mambo. Gay, gay kiss. kiss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I went for PG. You went for R. I apologize. Yeah, that's how it's gonna go. Sorry, everybody. Um, but yeah, no, she, she asked... She f- fucked up the line one day, and she said, um, Anton, what does Anton stand for? And we're like, bitch. Bitch, you know already.
0: You so can. anyways, the Tonys. <laughs> the Tonys. Um, yes, but we were, are recording this on Monday, June 10th. The Tonys were on a Sunday, June 9th. Funny how that works. Funny how that works. Um, yeah. Uh, let's just, like, get into it. Uh, overall, I stole my jokes. <laughs> he stole all of your jokes. I really enjoyed... There was that bit that James Corden was, was like, theater people are just too polite to each other. That's why our ratings are so low. Like, we need some drama. He goes, let's all get drama in here. Yeah. I really liked that bit. I and did he and too. Rachel Brosnahan were like, um, you accidentally, you bumped sorry you bumped into me at Joe Allen's. What's up? And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. That was an accident. Also, oh, I'm so sorry about that then. Who knew she was blonde? Not me. Once, well, now that she's blonde, she's just Evan Rachel Wood.
1: I thought the same thing. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, non-equity Evan Rachel Wood. Um. And I and then um, she's now
0: Emmy winner. Evan, she's she's actually the better version of Evan Rachel Wood now because she has an Emmy.
1: Yeah, I mean honestly, I, I I thought the same exact thing. I was like, I was like, wow, Rachel or Evan looks. I always fuck up her name. Evan looks good, and then I was like, oh my god, that's Rachel mm-hmm. Um Honestly. W- wig snatched.
0: Wait, a total wig <laughs> snatch. Um, and no, then Audra. I like that segment. And then Audra and Laura, Laura Linney. beef. That was
1: great. And Audra. I want. It, I want that to be the next FX theory. Lenny, uh, Lenny <laughs> <Linney> McDonald.
0: <laughs> yeah, Lenny McDonald or feud. Lenny
1: McDonald. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh,
0: Audra McDonald taking out her earrings or pretending to take out her earrings because she never actually took
1: them out. Well, and like I don't know if you saw, but she retweeted me yesterday and said, "Okay, this made me laugh," and so she's now my best friend. She so. is your best friend. What <laughs> was like,
0: What was the tweet, John? So everyone can find it.
1: Um I, I don't remember. I don't remember. It was a Tony reference. It was a Tony reference. Yeah. I made it I made a, a joke about her and she was like, LOL, this made me laugh. And I was like, LOL. Can I be you? Um Can I yeah. Can
0: do you wanna be inside me, Audrey McDonald's? Billy, I'd like to differ
1: with you. How do you mean? You're the top, yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. You're a coolidge
0: dollar. I did some Tony prediction videos last week because I had a few days of nothing to do and I needed to distract myself from my crippling loneliness. Sure. So I did these prediction videos and I did a front runner and an upset for each category because I found this year to be an interesting one where I didn't think there were a lot of sure things. I agree. Um, yeah. It's interesting. With of the twenty six categories, nineteen of my front runners won, and then another four of my upsets won. So I overall predicted twenty three of the twenty six categories. Which you can't see this
1: right now, but just, I mean, you're aware of this every time you listen to this podcast, but he is furiously
0: masturbating. Yeah. That light sound you're hearing is me just enjoying my own body and yeah. my mind. I um, mean, that is, that's, that's, that's very impressive. Thank you. Uh, I was mad because I didn't predict Choir Boy for sound design of a play, which I don't know how anyone could, but it makes sense in the long haul. Truly. What were you you thinking? What was I thinking? I'm a stupid, stupid bitch. Also, like, I don't know how anyone could have seen Ferryman getting costume design of a play from, like, a mile away. Um, I I mean, mean, I
1: still haven't seen Ferryman, and I know it's amazing, but... It's...
0: I, I... I mean, yeah, no, I thought it was great. I... After having seen everything, there... I, even though I predicted a lot of the categories, there were some that I was still kind of hoping would happen that didn't happen. Mm. Um, like, like, at the end of the day, a lot of categories that I was like, you're the front runner," but I don't think you're a sure thing. But they ended up becoming the sure thing. Yeah. As good as I thought Ferryman was, I really desperately wanted what the Constitution means to me to win Best Play, or even Choir Boy. I know.
1: I, I've heard the... I, I wish I, I, if I took one thing away from the Tonys it's that I'm a dum-dum for not seeing what the Constitution means to me yet and I, I yeah. cannot wait to see it because that was actually her speech and her just like getting emotionally yeah. raw when I mean I'm sure she didn't mean to yeah. but just that moment I, it just made me fall in love with her even more and I, I, I just I, I cannot wait to see it she's so
0: fantastic I think she's just a brilliant human being and a phenomenal actress and a great writer yeah moving I on I can't wait to see it I think you absolutely should. Inquire Boy was fantastic. I was so happy they got to perform and show off Camille <sighs> A. Brown's amazing choreography. Yes. And <sighs> oh my God, Jeremy Pope. Jeremy Pope, just like to quote Matt Rogers, break my arm. I would love I, him to break my arm. I, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I'm thrilled that Andre DeShields won, but I also secretly was hoping that Jeremy Pope could upset because I was like, we got to recognize him in some way for both of these amazing performances. Yeah. Um, yeah, there weren't many winners that upset me. Like, and I mean, I didn't get upset by anything this year because I, I've kind of stopped taking the Tonys emotionally. I'm, I'm not an emotional person overall, but especially with this kind of stuff, I've like just very much stopped it. Sure. Um, I mean, I was very happy for Rachel Chafkin to win. I thought she did a very lovely job with, uh, Hades Town, and it was like rightfully deserved. I was so pl- I I did scream for Ali Stroker when she won. Yes. I was so happy when it happened. Um, I. I'm so happy we can call Stephanie J. Block a Tony winner. Mm -hmm. I wish that I liked the Share Show. I saw it last uh, a week and a half ago, and I am so sorry, gay listeners. I thought it was complete trash. Like, and I love her. And she and the three shares sound beautiful. Like they have these amazing voices when they sing together. It's great. I and I think the idea behind the Share Show is actually an interesting one. Sure. Um, of having it's similar to Summer and like the three different shares, but. Unlike Summer, the three shares all interact with each other. So Mm. it has a follies element to it of, like, Mm. remembering your younger self and, like, seeing your older self and envisioning your older self and interacting with the different elements of your personality and having conflicts of, you know, uh, interest. But they didn't really go for it in a meaningful way, in my opinion. It was a little too... They were – they just – from what I understand, when they were out of town, it was a lot more messy and interesting. Mm. And they decided they were going to just clean it up and make it like more theme, of a game.
1: theme park it up. Yeah.
0: They're like, we have the gays. We have, you know, bridge and tunnel moms. We're just going to, like, wind it up and camp it up and yeah. make it, you know, what they want, <clears throat> which is fine. I mean, the audience seemed to enjoy it, but I would have been much more interested in the messier version. But I also just gravitate towards messier shows.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't see it, but – I. I will say that, like, her performance seemed wonderful, but... Um... but
0: they're also... I didn't, I thought their Tony performance was also kind of trash. Well, that's
1: what I was going to say. Yeah. After seeing the performance, I was like, maybe I don't need no. to see this. And it's also, like, what made me <laughs> kind of
0: uh, disappointed in their Tony win for costume design, because if the their Tony performance is actually very representative of the designs in that show, which is that... Everything that Bob Mackie designed that's great is stuff that's for share or like things that he is recreating from previous times for share. Mm-hmm. Everything that's new that's like on a featured member or the ensemble is very, very basic and like dollar store, Target kind of shit. Um, Got it. And that's what made me kind of. I don't want him to win costume design because, like, he did. Has didn't... he won a Tony before? No. Okay. So it's, it was also very much a career Tony because he's a legend and he's yes. done these amazing works in the past. He looks amazing for 80. Yeah. I, I was. I Elaine May is 87. I'm like, people, what are
1: your secrets? Elaine May also, she was, an, she was one of the
0: highlights for me too. I was so happy she won. She was devastatingly good in Waverly Gallery. I was very surprised and happy that Boys in the Band won. I was very pleased with that win. I thought it was going to be Waverly Gallery. Um. Yeah, I don't know anything about Waverly Gallery. It's it's done now, right? Or... Um. Uh, um. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was limited. Boys in the Band, Waverly Gallery, and, uh, and Choir Boy. And Choir Boy and Torch Song are all closed. Yeah, I wish. I wish I had seen it. I. I didn't. Um. Well, it's coming to Netflix?
1: Oh, it is because Ryan Murphy,
0: as you said, anything gay, he's no, like. No, this no, is but mine I now. wish I had seen uh, Waverly Gallery. Oh, Waverly Gallery. Well, you can go to Lincoln Center Library and watch. I might it. have to do That's it. That's what I did because I I would love to see her
1: performance. I've heard it's amazing. Yeah,
0: well, because it's it just doesn't feel like acting. It's to the point where like Joan Allen is acting her face off in a brilliant way, but you watch her next to Elaine May, and you're just like, why are you acting? Because Elaine it, is May is so natural. Yeah, well, there's a lot of humor to it. Um, yeah. But it's also, there's also devastating moments as d- well. I just
1: don't even know what it's about. But she just, she looks, uh, or the, she, it, it, it looks amazing. It's sort
0: saying. of like if the Glass Menagerie and Still Alice had a baby. That's the best way I could describe it. Okay. Because it's a memory play and Lucas Hedges has a lot of monologues to the audience, but it's also about dementia and family and yada yada. Oh, same. Yeah. You know, we all have dementia in a way. Yeah. Um, what? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Tony performances, uh... The two that I liked the most, I would say, were The Prom, yep, and uh, Choir Boy. Those were the two that I was like super into. I rewatched Hades Town this morning because at the time I wasn't a huge fan of it because that number Wait for Me, like, just sucker punched me in the theater. Like it slapped say, me across the face.
1: Yeah, I- I'm glad you brought this up. Continue, I have thoughts as well. well.
0: So I, re- so I was a little drunk and hazy, and I was also the only person in the room who had seen Hades Town. Mm-hmm. So. Everyone else in the room, after watching it, they were like... That, they all said, well, that number really fascinated me, but I have no idea what happened. I was like, okay, like that makes sense. And I said, I, and I can see that, and that's sort of how I felt as well. Um, and it, I think the reason why I was not happy with the performance is because I liked it so much in the theater. Like, there are things about Hadestown that I thought were brilliant and things that I thought were just sort of okay. That was one of those moments that I thought was so stupidly brilliant. Yes. So to see it on the Tonys and be kind of muddled in a way upset me because i was like this doesn't properly represent how brilliant this number is
1: yeah i, I had a very same reaction at first um because actually that that I, I will agree with your top two and i will add Town in there for for a top three because um i i had a very similar reaction where i was like when i saw the show that moment i agree that's the moment where you just go oh fuck mm-hmm. Um, it's so awesome seeing it live. is just one of those amazing theatrical experiences, mm-hmm. um, and so to see it on the Tonys, and I don't think it was default of anyone. I just think that I think the older that I get, uh, and the wiser that I get, <laughs> <laughs> filled with hot air, kids, and the wiser that I get, I um I realize that one of the things with the Tonys that we will just always be battling against is just that it's the two medians crashing against each other mm-hmm. it's it's tv and and film but theater and we're trying to uh, you, you know it, it it doesn't always exactly work and so I, at first i was like oh it just i don't think it's to anyone's fault i just think that number of course isn't going to seem as amazing in a huge radio city music hall yeah. i will also agree that something felt very weird last night in the tony's Where I became very aware of the fact that I'm sure that whoever is editing and choosing the shots and, like, calling, like, Mm -hmm. what what shoot we're viewing at at any moment has no idea how actually theatrical storytelling goes. Yeah. And so there were so many moments where things that I felt that should have been focused on weren't. And Mm -hmm. we were watching a random shot of something else. And, I mean, they might just be winging it. I don't know. I mean, but... Sorry. No, go for it. But, like, I, I, I agree. I, I, I just felt that th- that performance, which is so amazing in the theater, seemed weird. But then in the same respect, I was thinking, because then I kind of got upset for the show in the sense of, oh, you guys kind of prematurely shot your wad, and now mm-hmm. everyone's going to know it when they're seeing it in the show. But then, because I loved the surprise. I had no idea it was coming when I, when, you know. With
0: during the la, 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 that part, yeah.
1: And so I, um, but then I had the same thought of, you know, they that's what they did in Wicked for the Wicked Tony performance. Mm-hmm. We go to see Wicked to see that green beltress get catapulted into the air. And is it any less special when we see it in person? No, it's more amazing. Yeah. So so at first I was kind of, you know, thought, meh, I don't know if they should have done that. But then I kind of changed over the more that I thought about it and thought, you know, it is a Really magical theatrical moment. This is our chance to show magical theatrical moments to the world and what we can do. And I think, even though it wasn't as amazing as uh, to no fault of its own, it was less thrilling than when you see it in person. But I think then when you go see it in person,
0: you'll go, Oh wow, that was still really thrilling! Oh, sure. Well, and let me be clear I rewatched it this morning, uh, and it was better on reflection. And I saw that they were trying to make it work for TV, like certain ways that they staged it in camera angles. Um, like they have the moment with uh, Ava Noblezada in front of the camera with Reeve Carney behind her. Mm-hmm. And he's out of focus and she's in focus. Then they take her out of focus and put him in focus all in one shot. Yeah. And I'm like, that's for TV, obviously. And then they d- did these interesting angles for the muses when they sang the, who are you? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like that's TV and that's lovely. Um and I don't mind people maybe being underwhelmed by the numbers, seeing it in the theater and being like, Oh, this is great. My, I feel like people, when you're creating your performance for the Tony awards, people are now thinking like, how are we going to sell the show? I think a little further beyond that, which is like, this is going to be preserved. Like Mm. this number in the future is going to be like people who never get to see your show ever. will see this Tony performance. Like that's how they will think of your show. Mm -hmm. Um, and so do a medley, do a number, whatever, but like really think hard about the sliver you're going to show and how you're going to present it because you ha- you do have to think about the two mediums of TV and theater. Um, our friend, Mike Bello, who I watched it with. Hi, Mike. He worked hey. on the Donna Summer musical and he said, and for their Tony performance last year, which was quite nice, because they designed it for cameras. And mm-hmm. he said, Ser- uh, Sergio, uh, who won the Tony last night, and we are all very know, happy was, for him.
1: I know. I, I get so upset when they don't show the, the, all the awards. Yeah, but I, mean, I understand it. But yeah, no, they, they fill up all that. Chore- Choreography choreography's a big one. <laughs>
0: Choreography is a big one. I also, I don't know. I think the Tonys have become less about um, the actual craft and more about, you know, Ratings and and memeability, which is like I get it, you know, everybody wants as many viewers as possible, but the Tonys are never going to be huge. It's always going to be niche, so you might yeah. as well just like really embrace it. And like, I don't know, they used to do these montages about lighting design and scenic design to I like know. explain the craft behind it. Which I would, I would like. You don't have to show them getting the awards still on TV, but like, I don't know, do like a uh, do a montage of all those awards of like how they work and why they're important. Um,
1: I, I will say that I noticed this year way more than the last years how many things like that have gone missing and, yeah. and, and anymore. And I don't know why it's taken out if it's a budget thing or what. But
0: I miss it. I don't <laughs> think it's a budget but, thing. I think they're they're trying to get viewers. And They're like, well, people don't care about this anymore. And it's like people don't care about it because you're not showing it and intriguing them about it. Right. Um. You teach audiences what to care about by like choosing what to show them. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. I found that odd. But, yeah. Um, but I would say with uh Sergio with yes. summer. Mike was saying how when they rehearsed that number, he, like, forced the cameraman to go to the route that he wanted him to go. He's like, this is how I choreographed it for a camera. This is how I need to do it. And it's just, like, one... That's what it should be. That's what it should be, yeah. And not everyone does that. Not everyone thinks about that. But I, I'm using that as an example of, for your Tony performance, it's more than just if it's going to sell tickets. It's more about just entertaining the people in the audience. Like, it is TV. Yes, it's live. But, like, we now live in the age of the internet. where are like, this is going to go on YouTube. This mm-hmm. is going to go on... Instagram people's Facebook profiles grinder forever yeah. or at least until you know we're at least up to our chins in water but yeah. Yeah. you know until then this is you know the slice of your show that's going to get seen more than anything else so like mm-hmm. think about it that way and you can redesign it for cameras for these 4 minutes it doesn't have to be exactly how it is in the theater you're selling um, the impression of the show not necessarily a replica of your show oh, come and wait for me. Walls from feeding, of my one thing That angered me And I posted it on Instagram yesterday I actually spelled the word wrong Because I was drunk So apologies uh, everybody Did you put an apostrophe? No oh. I put a U Where there should have been an O um, Favorite? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, favorite Emma Stone. Anyway, um, no, uh, the in-memoriam section of the Tony Awards. First of all, I would like to make it— I agree with you 100% on this. So we'll talk about this in a quick second. that's rare. It is very rare. I would like to just say, first of all, that I found, with the exception of maybe— Hades Town and uh the prom i was baffled by a lot of the song choices on the tonys this year and what do you mean can you feel the love tonight a song
1: about two lions fucking you didn't think that was a good in memoriam song
0: well mike thinks that it's because cynthia Erivo is going to be on the lion king soundtrack which makes it actually even worse oh gosh um, that's probably true. Too- i mean she, she sounded amazing. she sounded amazing but like weird song yeah she sounded amazing she did sound amazing she looked amazing and Sarah said how like you know you're sort of uh celebrating the people that touch you and which is why like we can sort of enjoy her voice during this moment I'm like yeah sure whatever I so I posted on Instagram Yesterday, and I spelled the word memoriam wrong. I put a U where there should have been an O. Apologies. Or maybe an A. I'm not quite sure. Get out. God, <laughs> you take your eyebrow, and you get out. Um, that's a V reference, everybody. Um, anyway, something that used to happen, and then it kind of went away for a little bit, and it came back this year, and it pisses me the fuck off, mm-hmm. is people applauding during the in memoriam section for names that they recognize. Yeah. Because I understand that you think you are... It's celebrating the lives of the people who matter to you. Yep. You're really just recognizing certain names, and then not applauding for other people, and therefore you were saying that their lives and their contributions did not matter. Yeah,
1: it, and it was really obvious. Yes, for that fi- it came back this year, and yes. you were just, I, yeah, it was a little cringe. Because
0: it started. They started with Marin Maisie who Which, got a, a, a big one. You sure, know? but. For people like Philip Bosco and Barbara Harris, who are Tony winners, who like committed so much of their lives to their craft in the theater, to be met with dead silence compared to that, infuriated me. And like not and not just that; those are like big name examples. There were agents and producers and designers Mm -hmm. and choreographers met with complete silence. there was somebody else. I wish I I'd like to go back to look at all the names. There were a couple of names where I was like, that person did so much for like the fifties and sixties, but because they weren't on Instagram this, mm-hmm. the last few years, these people don't know them, and therefore they don't matter, and that just infuriates me. So like, I recognize that we want to celebrate the people that matter to us, and we absolutely can. But this is a moment where we're celebrating a whole bunch of people, some names you maybe don't know. Yeah. So just stop fucking clapping and let them just have their moment
1: and i think that's also why they uh, i'm sure that's why they started bringing live singers onto these things in the hope that oh i won't interrupt this live singer yeah with my applause because i'm there's a performance you know yeah. a performance in memoriam yeah <laughs> going on during the in memoriam mm-hmm. so um Yeah, I I I saw that, and I was gonna, I was hoping you were gonna bring that up because I completely agree. I just, I I mean, I know it comes from a place of goodness and kindness, but um, you know, it's 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 also that thing of like what people do on social media where there's uh, a, a tragedy or someone dies, and then they're just all they immediately do is they, they met them once and got a photo and, and they're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I met them years ago and they mm-hmm. were amazing. And it's like, that's very sweet. And like, I, I understand that this person meant a lot to you, but like, sometimes it's hard. It's hard in this generation to not turn everything immediately about you. I have cancer. And
0: sometimes <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> it's so hard to...
0: <laughs> that that just um I'm sorry, buddy That that just came back to like slap me in the groin. You remember what that used to feel like, right, John? I uh, do, oh gosh. I'm numb down there. Numb, numb as a. Yeah. You're numb well, there as you are now in your anus. Numb as, uh, you
1: know, it's just complete silence down there, like the Tony Committee, when, when you bring up the fact that Kevin Spacey hosted two years <laughs> ago. Just sheer silence. Sheer I, silence. I was going to make a joke when you said the people who touched us in Memorial and I was like, Oh, was it about Kevin Spacey? Mm. Um, no, but no, yeah, either. no, I, I completely agree. I, I, I think, I think in those mm. moments, especially uh, we as a community who do feel so much more like a community and love to celebrate our own, it's important to celebrate, but to not, um, yeah, it, it just diminishes all those other people who, who, yeah. who, Gave so much, and who I had that weird moment last night where I had an existential existential thought of you know, got like it would be my goal to be anywhere near high enough and this totem pole to be mentioned on an immemorium on the Tonys. Uh I don't, I don't that that that's such an honor, but these people worked so hard, and you know every so many people in this business want to be stars and want the recognition and want that. And, you know, they're they're given this chance to be, wow, remember the great things someone did for them and then Mm -hmm. just met with silence. It's it's, just a slap in the
0: face. Well, so I remember last year when I was at the Tony Awards. Remember when I was at the Tony Awards? No. Um, And I felt the same way when nominees were being announced for things. There Mm -hmm. were so many people in the audience that night that were there for Mean Girls, Spongebob, or Harry Potter. Yes. So all of their applause was like, deafening when their nominations were announced and then anyone else anyone from the band's visit or my fair lady mm-hmm. or um three tall women like were met with like polite but tepid applause
1: well and those three tall women fans are known for being pretty boisterous you know yeah like, exactly. oh, yeah I, mean, I was i
0: was the only one who went woo doing three tall women lift, lift and your shirt everybody just them. looked at me just going shut up but i want i mean it was one of those things where i was like i know that you know whatever these shows did for you was important to you in this moment but like i don't know like there are all these people who are nominated you know worked hard to be here and you're telling them that their contribution was not nearly as good as someone else in their categories and like I mean, there's there's already going to be a winner. Like, there's already right. going to be someone who's announced as a winner. You might as well show the same enthusiasm for everyone in that category. Mm-hmm. You don't have to holler for each person, but like, you know, if you're going to scream for one, scream for all five. That's yeah. I just think that's fair. Yeah. Um, and that's your that's your motto at orgies as well. It is. No one's ever invited me to an orgy, John. Like you said, I'm not fun.
1: Oh man. I would I would just sit there. I didn't <laughs> mean for you to hear that. <laughs>
0: So I think that's as much as we want to cover on the Tonys. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I
1: think so too. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Um, I I really want Tina Fey to host one year. I think I think she'd be a good host. I I think I think I I thought James Corner was really fun and really charming. Yeah, I but like I also her. just realized halfway through I was just I just had this moment of don't we ask way too much of james corden every we, day yeah <laughs> i just wanted i was watching him and he was doing so wonderful and working so hard and i just i just my empathy just took over and i was like i want to give him a break yeah <laughs> d- he deserves a nap let him <laughs> sleep was, i was like can't we just give him a nap the poor guy yeah. um he just does there's, so much for us all those karaoke's in the the I, I was trying
0: to think if there's like any other moments that truly made me gag i mean The Audra-Laurelini thing, I was screaming on the couch. I had to get calmed down during that. Because I know it was fake, but I still just loved that moment. I'm pretty sure I got pregnant. Uh, And, yeah. Uh, I I
1: loved all of the close-ups of a few... I cannot wait to go back and rewatch the Tony Awards opening number today, mm. um, because of how many Beth Level close-ups there were. <laughs> because let me tell you, Beth Level is a stage actress through and through, she and is. she was mugging for the stage, and that camera was just like right there, and it was brilliant. She is, she is just my idol.
0: Also, I kept on screaming every time they kept on saying Sutton Foster is going to come on stage, and she didn't. I kept on screaming, "You promised me Sutton!" They were edging us with Sutton Foster really were. all
1: evening. It- I, I was, I truly, I could not. I, no. I could I was about to bust.
0: CVS knew that I have been rewatching younger in preparation for their season six. I need to watch that show. You always talk about I it. I do. I just I, I enjoy it. I'm in the, sure it's great. In these troubling times, it's just fun to watch. Yeah. Um and it's like there's so much gay stuff and they're like embracing oh, is there a lot of gay stuff. I mean, not like gay characters. There are, some, oh, so there are like know, some I... gender fluid characters. One of oh. uh, Hillary Duff's best friends is a sexually fluid woman. I love and that. then uh, Sutton Foster's roommate and best friend is a lesbian artist. Oh, um, And that. like Michael Yorick cool. comes in and out, and he's a gay uh, literary well, agent. Oh, yeah, Michael Yorick. Yeah, but i also just mean like the, I don't know, just sort of the the energy of the whole show has sort of a a Dynasty light vibe about it. Okay. And I like it. Well, yeah. yeah. I was I was very
1: yeah they kept edging us. all evening. So speaking of
0: busting, John's been busting to share some exciting surprises. So today. I cannot believe that you actually almost ruined the surprise a little
1: bit ago by you with your surprise because in your surprise there was a direct reference to my surprise what so i'm gonna take us back to some of our roots right now (laughs) playbill.com jobs job details description TRT Theatrical Productions is casting two male actors for Arch Enemies. A ten-minute one-act over-the-top comedy about two business corporate men out on a lunch meeting in a private cafe. Don't you love private cafes? Me too. Mm. Synopsis. same exact thing when two corporate businessmen discuss a business matter at a <laughs> private table for two the outcome is shocking as they discover more about each other's personal lives and the matter than the matter at hand their short comedy piece will be videotaped at a black box theater in new york city for future productions as well as submissions to film festivals this i feel like a personal attack preferred actors with some comedy and non musical theater backgrounds preferred rude rude Man number one, 25 to 30 years old, can portray a corporate type, clean cut, or some facial hair, so basically anything, <laughs> toned, commanding presence, a bit arrogant, but some sarcastic comedy, must be able to hold a bunch of grapes on a stem hanging from his foot as man number two eats from them lying on the floor. Think of Roman times is what it says <laughs> parentheses afterwards man number two 21 to 26 year olds can betray a corporate type clean cut or some facial hair once again you're just saying basically any sexy man who's willing (laughs) (laughs) trimmed to toned, good comedic timing conniving hmm you must sure like conniving characters sir must be comfortable eating a bunch of grapes hanging from man number one's foot lying on the floor Parentheses, think of roman times the salary is a hundred dollars oh as it normally is and the auditions were held on ripley greer uh tomorrow the auditions will be held tomorrow from two to four if i was not in rehearsals i would be going to this because ladies and gentlemen yes that's right the foot fetishist is back and he wants you to eat grapes from another Man's non-equity foot. actor's
0: toes I might want to go to Ripley Greer just to, like, see who goes in for this, if, like, anyone actually submits.
1: Yeah, so I thought about emailing him. I mean, it, it, Robbie Rosell who... Um... We've had on, this had on this podcast before. I actually just thought I was like, maybe he won't want his name mentioned, but I'm sure he's fine with it. Um, Robbie Rizal sent this to me and was just like, "Hey, girl, enjoy." And I just, I could not believe it. And so I, I was doing some digging around about him again, and this play is legit. He has, he did it in a festival. Well, quote unquote, legit. He did it in a festival a couple months ago, but it's always these postings that I just find so bizarre. Of like, I need it filmed. Mm-hmm what kind of film festival are you sending it to? Like, there's there's no information about it.
0: Well, if it's a play, why are you sending sending it to a film festival? Are you just, like, are you just trying to get, like, if we're we're choosing to believe that this is for real, my my only justification I can think of is that, like, you're just trying to get the content of the play out in any way, shape, or form you can. In that sense, maybe. However, I don't think that's what this is. Yes. And, um, I
1: also looked up the uh, the theatrical company, TRT, which is Triangle Rainbow Theatrical Company. And the creator of that is our good... Ma- did I ever say his name on the podcast out loud? I don't mode? think you
0: did, but say it. I don't it. think say, I did. Say it loud and proud.
1: His name is... But the thing is, I kind of feel like I'm like dragging him. I mean, do it. So basically, this man's name is... <laughs> sometimes go by, goes by Tony. Sometimes has a different last name. Anthony... <laughs> and so honestly, I just kind of want to talk to you. If you ever hear this, I do want to talk to you because I would love to believe that you're not doing what you've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. But in the same respect, I've, I see the breakdowns. I see the questions and the weird things. I mean, he seemed to have written a couple of things and directed a couple of things. And if this is an artist that like is just really excited about this form. I just wish he would just come out and say it. Like, hey, sure. I'm making a foot fetish play. Let's or or like or like let's make a. This comedy is about foot fetishes, and it's yeah. not that you're making fun of them. I mean, obviously, like it's it's no. it, it, it's the weird non-transparency yeah. of the whole thing, and also just the like. It's always the same details, and then you never see anything happening else from it, and it's like. Where does, where does this stuff go? Yeah. I don't, where, does the, I,
0: where does the film stuff go? Well, I... Yeah. It's the combination of the fact that these pieces never seem to, like, have a second life in any way, shape, or form. And it's also because the, the breakdown... Th-
1: this one is its second life, which I will say. Okay. Like, this is... And so that that's
0: why I'm more intrigued and more like, girl, like, let's talk about yeah. it. Like... I want to like, it's the burying of the lead in the breakdown that, that upsets me because like, if it yeah. like someone like a Charles Bush or a Taylor Mac that writes things like that, like Charles Bush writes plays where men get down to their speedos all the time, yeah. but it's, it's part of the humor. Cause he's, he's sending up a style of, of theater or film, what yeah. have you. And that's in, that's like the first thing in the breakdown that you see, like, you know, this play is a satire of this type of, acting or this type of work. So this part is the beefcake part that we are using to satirize this section. So please be comfortable in a speedo. And it doesn't it feels less creepy because they're upfront about it. Like this is what we're trying to accomplish with this. Yeah. This is why we need you to be okay with this. Yeah. Um whereas this is just like this is a fun comedy. And, and, by, and it, by the way, and like
1: his name isn't on the thing anywhere. I did have to like go looking for it. Mm-hmm. And so it's also just that thing of like what are you hiding? If you don't want your name attached, Tony. Yeah. Um. Although I don't know, I might want you to bleep that out. I'm not sure if I do want his name being on it. I do. We'll, feel a little we'll bleep weird. the name then. Yeah. Don't worry about it. What well, are you hiding? Bleep. Yeah. What are you hiding? Bleep. I just. I, I. I was gonna send an email too, but I'm also done trying to be like. Sneaky about it Like I just want to Like I just want Now that like That's kind of gone away For a long time Mm -hmm. I mean it's gone away For like two years Yeah God we've been doing this For two years
0: Uh yeah It'll be two It'll be two years in July When's our anniversary I don't know I'll Um, look it up You know I know it's some moment In July I I just remember Look at at me in the eyes Matt You know (laughs) John just looked at me Like I was a piece of bacon And it was Very disheartening (laughs) Yeah I that's don't, right. I don't, like I was a piece of bacon or that I was someone who didn't look and act like me. It's very strange. Or like I was, or like you were the, uh, the tall man
1: in. Oh, <laughs> in Kay, and Kay, he's
0: Timothy Hughes. You better believe I know his name. To quote Matt Rogers, I would love for Timothy Hughes to break my arm, but just cause I want it, I don't necessarily think it can happen. That's where you and I differ. Yeah. Um, just a sexy man who's willing. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> just someone with a pulse. Um, <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, this has been a lovely little episode. What
1: a smorgasbord of um,
0: content! Yeah, <laughs> you are—you give me shmore and I am bored. Yes, true. There we are, and I have a ton of gas. <laughs> <Shmore, laughs> Indeed, you do. Shmorg, gas, and bored. Um, yeah. So, I think before we find another rabbit hole to dive deep into, which is not a metaphor for your anus uh why don't we just wrap this guy up and pick ourselves a broadway diva yeah wrap it up which is not a metaphor for your anus um uh, <laughs> do you wrap up your anus
1: yeah who does it a diaphragm don't you use diaphragms
0: in your anus yeah sure <laughs> why not that's that's what people do now yeah that's um, what the kids do. that's prep right that's
1: what everyone keeps calling prep that's prep
0: is that prep? I fucking hate you Oh um, my god Let's take away Your right one too Okay
1: Oh honestly They should have They should have just You're I, just so uneven I now should be, I should just I should
0: be a eunuch I deserve it I, I put the you in eunuch honey <laughs> mm, Honey when, Honey When he did text me That he had to get A consultation for his surgery I went Wow John You're just Going real hard On trying to become Bernadette Peters Aren't you I know I, I, I just really wanted To lose three pounds Um <laughs> Why, you should have gotten the right one done too. You really need to lose six. I know, girl. <laughs> Anyways, so, anyway, anyway, um,
1: who's who's a good diva? Uh, uh, again,
0: have we had Stephanie J. Block? We haven't. I was going to say I either her sh- or Ally Stroker. Oh, but but I think there are fewer options for Ally. I don't know if when, by the time I edit this, I don't know if just Oklahoma play them at album. the same
1: exact time. <laughs>
0: Exactly. We'll do that. How about this? Let's do Stephanie J. Block for today because the next one that we record, I Am Positive, the Oklahoma cast album will be out. So we can use I can't Oh, say I didn't no. know it really wasn't out yet. I don't think it's. It, I mean, not that I know of. I couldn't find the full thing on iTunes, but. And I'm sure you looked, I believe. I it. did. So let's do Stephanie J. Block, and then the next time we're together, Brilliant. it'll be Ali Stroker. Brilliant. Right. All right. Take us out, SJP. B. Be- <laughs> We could also do Sarah Jessica Parker. Why not? <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker doing shy. <laughs> uh, Stephanie J. Block, SGV, take us out. Uh, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: I love to hear the music. I've got every lyric now. I love to hear them say i am not them. You're in time. I love to
0: hear I love it.